Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And today we have with us on the show Jill Torrance and uh, Emily Kinreed. Uh, they are the founders of Digby Paints. Uh, hi, Jill and Emily. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, we're good. good. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this uh, particular interview and learning about uh, your product and your uh, s- service and your business. So perhaps uh, we can start by talking about your professional and personal background and we can uh, start with Jill. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I uh, am a um, paint veteran from uh, about 20 years ago. I worked in the paint industry as my first job out of university and sort of learned the ins and outs of paint and, and everything that goes into it, both from uh, manufacturing as well as our marketing and uh, retail execution. Uh, I worked for the paint company that made all of Canadian Tire's private brand paints. And then from there, I continued on in my my career in product and retail, always involved with home and color and design, since I have a design background, and uh, worked in um, Umbra in uh, Canadian-designed uh, home products, and then also uh, spent some time in home textiles, so traveling around the world, uh, sourcing sheets and towels for major retailers in North America. Most recently, uh, prior to starting Digby, I was working at Canadian Tire, and uh, so worked on the retail side, uh, doing merchandising programs in all of their seasonal businesses. So really excited to be working in um, a startup and applying all of the different experience I have from the various things I've done in my career. So really excited to be here. Yeah, so so just to understand correctly, you mentioned that you were previously a supplier of Canadian Tire's private paint products? That's correct, yes. Oh, wow, that's so, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were one of the largest um, Canadian manufacturers of private brand paints um, that I worked with. And, and uh, at the time, Canadian Tire did a lot of volume in the market. And so it was a very exciting almost decade that I spent with them developing their lines and expanding their uh, their position in the market. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Jill, can you tell us about, um, sorry, Emily, can you tell us about uh, your per, uh, professional and personal background? Sure, yeah. So um, I've been working in marketing communications for about 15 years, always with a bit of a focus on um, digital marketing. And I like to say that I kind of grew up in that um, digital marketing era. One of my first jobs was with Howard Johnson um, when online bookings was kind of just a new thing. So um, working towards kind of understanding how people interact with websites and, and what drives um Sales was a big part of my initial learning. So um, working with franchisees as well, kind of helping helped me see the perspective of a business owner, um, again, really from the get go and being hands on with them. So um, and then uh, after that, I actually ended up working at Innovation Factory, which is a regional innovation center for Hamilton, part of the RIC network across Ontario. So they help entrepreneurs um, and small businesses grow their business. Um, so I kind of always joke that that experience ruined all of their jobs for me because it was really exciting to be part of that entrepreneurial journey with so many startups and help them um, grow their businesses and see ideas. And I mean, as much as you say it, see the downfalls as well. So um, that really positioned me, I think, to to help what I'm doing um, at Digby now because I have all that experience of seeing what other um, companies and startups did. And then um, to be here and building Digby myself is just such a great experience and I can draw on all that knowledge um, for what we're doing. 
Personally, for Digby, um, I'm sort of like our target audience. So Jill's the paint expert. <laughs> I am the um, the layman, I like to say. So I've always kind of enjoyed doing those DIY projects myself. Um, I buy a lot online. I hate the hassle of going to stores. Um, but in the in terms of like the paint experience, I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I actually chose my paint color because um, in my house because of one of my what one of my friends had painted in their house, um, just because I couldn't think about going to the store and kind of going through the hassle of 300 different grayish colors and how do you pick the right one. So um, I definitely identify with our target market. Um, and that's sort of where this this whole thing came out of. Um, and I think really my, my knowledge, of course, of color and creativity has come a long way since then. But um, I think this is one of the reasons that Jill and I really complement each other um, in terms of the skills we bring to Digby. Mm-hmm. So, um I'm guessing before you started Digby, both of you knew each other. Did you both happen to work together um, at Canadian Tire or anywhere else? Or do you, are you both friends? How did you both meet? We actually met through some mutual friends, and uh, so we hadn't worked together. So we, uh, I think we hit it off pretty much in the first meeting that we ever had, and uh, it was actually the idea that uh, that sort of brought us together. And so we uh, have quickly gotten to know each other extremely well, yeah. sharing a bubble during the <laughs> pandemic and the whole bit. So um, yeah, so it, it's. Uh, it, it was great that uh, we had some friends in common that were able to uh, make the introduction, and uh, we we haven't looked back since then. Here we are. That's amazing. So uh, now, can you tell us about Digby Paints and how this uh, idea came about? Sure. So. Having spent a lot of time in and around um, retail, Emily, having spent a lot of time as a, as in marketing and also as a consumer, what we saw was that there were you know so many great things happening with uh, people being able to basically shop for almost anything online, and really what uh, was missing was there was this huge gap in the paint industry because you know paint's been around for a very long time, it's very mature, very well established, uh, you know it's bricks and mortar, you go and you have the the in-store experience and you meet somebody and they help you mix your paint or choose your paint and then they mix it up and give you advice. And sometimes it doesn't always happen that way. So there's a tremendous amount of inconsistency. There's some exceptional uh, paint stores out there that can give you all kinds of advice and help you out. And sometimes that's even intimidating. And then there's, you know, someone who, you know, might be setting up the garden center who's then mixing paint for you the next minute and putting the garbage out the, the next. So um, what we really identified was that there was an opportunity to do all of that a whole lot better and that there were customers wanting to be able to shop differently. So customers are more informed today. They do their research online. They like to do things in the comfort of their own home. We don't necessarily always communicate face-to-face with people. Sometimes there's a preference for being able to, to find out everything online or have a chat online. And so the whole concept of an online paint store from beginning to end, from choosing your color to getting the advice on how to paint, what paint you need, how much paint you need, what it might look like, and all of the support that you need along the way to have a, a great and successful paint job. Emily actually tells a great story about, you know, not having to spend all that time in that sea of confusion to to, to get to paint. Emily? Uh, the bench story? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, so uh, I, I like to say this one because so I actually had a, an experience where I like I said, I, I was the layman before all this. Now I know more about paint than most people would ever want to know. Um, but I went into the store. I talked to an associate, went through the whole color selection, um, asked what paint I should buy, was recommended one, got home, finished my project. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of months and it's starting to look like flaky and peeling off. And I kind of went, OK, what the heck? I guess I, I blamed myself. And then when I went back and actually looked at um, the the can of paint, it was interior paint. And this was an exterior paint project. So um, even though I'd communicated that to this person, um, obviously something was lost in translation. And so I ended up with a paint project that I then had to go back and redo and sort of wanted to save people from that frustration of the same experience. We want to give them what they're looking for and be that support that's consistent every time you talk to us. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. So uh, to understand correctly, you want to um, move this process from in-store to online, the process of uh, finding a paint, selecting a paint, and purchasing a paint. You're trying to make that whole experience into an online experience so people don't have to go to the store and and do that physically. Is that accurate? Yeah, so we're really trying to build on sort of what other direct-to-consumer brands are doing. So um, ND does mattresses, Away does luggage, Articles does furniture. It's really helping you skip that trip to the store and focusing more on a simplistic offering, uh, a curated offering versus a surplus of choice. So if you happen to go into a paint store, um, my story was just indoor-outdoor, but there's also about five or six different paint finishes that you can choose from. And that's overwhelming. And and paint prices go everywhere from, you know, you can get a, uh, a gallon of paint for $24.99 or you can pay, uh, you know, $89.99. And there's no real clear indicator of what quality makes that or what attributes make that quality so much differently. So we're trying to just offer, we have two finishes. We have an eggshell, which is we call wall paint, and we have a semi-gloss, which we call trim paint, just to really have that simple simple offering. Um, we have only 60 colors to choose from. So again, Jill has a design background. She did a really great job of pulling together 60, um, we kind of call them can't go wrong colors. Um, so they'll look good in, in most people's spaces and work for what they're looking for. We have curated um, offering of premium tools as well for your paint job. So, again, paintbrushes is one of those things where it can go range anywhere from like you can probably get a paintbrush at the dollar store for two dollars um, all the way up to probably twenty four ninety nine. You could spend on a paintbrush. Well, we've done all that work and we have one paintbrush, which is good for most people to do their paint projects. And it just takes all of the aggravation out of having, you know, the excessive, excessive amounts of decision making when you're just trying to do a simple paint process and, and refresh your space. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty amazing. So so do you find that people are. Um, like, you know, th- there are s- certain shopping experiences which, which people would want to do in person, like, for example, if you wanted to buy a car. Right. You would want to be able to drive it before you actually purchase it and see it and touch it. Um, do you think paint buying is is a process which people prefer or want to do in person? Or do you think people are willing to uh, do this online for convenience uh, without any hassle? Yeah, we're already seeing that people do want to do this at home and online. And one of the, the questions that we get asked is, well, how do you see the color? And so. 
we have our colors displayed online and, and, you know, depending on your monitor or your phone or whatever you're looking at, it might look a little bit different and it's, it may be hard to say, okay, here's this swatch on my screen. How does that look in my room? And so one of the things that a lot of people talk about when they talk about their paint um, selection experiences, they back and forth with the store. They go get colors and they take them home. They don't like them. They go back and they get more. So what we allow the customer to do is to take a look at the 60 colors and narrow it down. And then they can go online and order those swatches. So we will then ship out the swatches of the colors that they have narrowed it down to. They arrive at their door, they're peel and stick, they can stick them up on their walls, they can move them around, and they can live with the color before they actually have to commit to to painting their, their space. And so we've had tremendous positive feedback for that because it allows the, the, the person to, to work on their project without ever having to leave their house. And certainly during a pandemic, that's been uh, particularly appealing. But even when it's not, you still want to see it in, at home. And we recommend people look at it at different times of day so they can see the effect of light on the colors. And all of those things are things that you can't emulate in the store. Number one, you're not in your room. And then the, the lighting in the store is different from what the lighting in your house is like. So that part of the process has been very well accepted. And we've had a lot of very positive feedback about it. And then the, the next part of it is, okay, now I've chosen my color. Now how much paint do I need? And how do I figure all of this stuff out? Well, again, we can walk the customer through from our site how to measure their room and how to calculate how much paint they need. So again, they're still standing in the space, like on the project location, and they're figuring out how much product they need, and then they can go in and place the order for it. And so, that, and then we also recommend these are all the tools that you're going to need. And so you're not doing the multiple trips back and forth from your project location to the store, back and forth all, you know, for a day or days, and you get started, you find, figure out you haven't remembered something and then all the way through this process we also have live chat on our site so if people have questions that we haven't thought to cover on the site then they're able to ask us and and they can send us pictures of their space and we can give them all kinds of advice all the way through the process so some people might be missing the in-store experience but it might not be the kind of missing that that you might (laughs) think they might be really happy to miss it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're missing it in a good way not in yeah <laughs> we'd like to think so and certainly uh you know we've had a lot of customers and uh they that seems to be the the general consensus is nobody's missing those multiple trips back and forth to the store yeah and i guess i guess it's also a very timely service given the situation where retail shopping has been affected and and in between the stores were also closed. So I guess, I guess, uh, this is a very timely service. It certainly is. Uh, we did not, um, create a, a strategy or a model that included a pandemic, <laughs> but, but, um, we definitely embraced it and it did, it presented a few challenges for us in, in the business, but it was also, uh, great to be able to offer the service to people who were at home and unexpectedly having some time on their hands in a lot of cases. And, uh, we had some really good partners who were able to help us with supply. We, we, we did get creative with a few things. We ran out of some of our color swatches within our manufacturer had to close in the U.S. And so we figured out a lot of things and, um, and so the, it, it, there was two things. One, it was great to have the service available to, to customers since e-commerce businesses were deemed essential. And it also was uh, a really good opportunity for us to um, get to know uh, a lot of 
um, people's experiences in a hurry. I think the other great thing is like anything that's really helping more people look at online shopping as an option because they were forced to because of the pandemic. Um, we got a lot of customers that I think probably previously wouldn't have bought something online, but they tried it, had a positive experience, and now they'll come back again um, and be more comfortable with that experience in the future, which, you know, you hate to say it's a great thing. But for us, you know, the more people are shopping online, the better. <laughs> yeah. Um are there other companies, uh, e-commerce companies or online uh, companies providing a same or similar service, or is this the first of its kind? We're we are the say. first in Canada. <laughs> Canada's first online paint store. Oh, okay. So in Canada, no one else is doing it, but maybe in the U.S., you might have some competition? Yes, there are, um, there's two similar, uh, types of companies in the U.S. They don't ship into Canada just like we don't ship into the U.S. So, um, there's also a company in Australia that's doing something sort of similar as well. So there are a few of us in the world that are, um, are starting this, but as a, a global paint industry initiative, this is very new. Mm-hmm. And Canada, you're the only one. That's correct. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So you have the whole uh, Canadian market at uh, available. Um, how do you attract uh, people to your website? Uh, do you have a, a particular strategy? Yeah, so um, because we're a digitally native company, we obviously are first and, fom- for- first and foremost focused on digital advertising and marketing. Um, so really what we've been doing to date is um, paid social and paid search. And the big, the really great thing about those platforms is that it gives us the opportunity to target specific people based on interests um, and, and define our audience that way. And that's sort of what I was leading to with the people that, that weren't um, maybe buying online before that are now. So we saw some some really interesting data come out of that um, based on when other stores were closed. But um, very similar with like paid search. We can be really smart. So as a startup, obviously, we're trying to be smart with our marketing dollars um, and targeting people throughout kind of that buyer's journey and the funnel to buying paint. Um, but the other thing is we are right now focused on uh, a market of the greater Toronto Hamilton region to start with our marketing and advertising. So we are doing some um, traditional um, marketing and advertising efforts coming soon. Um, but because we are trying to launch in that in our kind of beachhead market um, and focus, really stay focused on what's working and then expand from there. It's given us a lot of opportunities to um, to grow and learn from from different audiences in a, in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm, that's amazing. Yeah, so I, I understand you definitely uh, seem to be using uh, search engine optimization or Google AdWords. Uh, so can you tell us about your uh, search engine strategy um, and what kind of keywords uh, have you experienced any traction or success? Uh, if you can talk about that. Yeah. So um, in terms of search engine optimization, we are found out foundationally built on Shopify um, as a platform, which um, they've actually set up the back end structure to be very search engine optimization friendly. So we we feel like we're ahead of the gate a little bit on that. Um, search engine optimization is something that takes a while to build up as well organically. Um, so, you know, we're, we've made sure our site is mobile friendly. We've done all of the meta descriptions, you know, 
image information, our content is all very focused on those keyword terms that we've identified for our market um, and ensuring that it appears over and over in our site so we can build up that way. Um, Google My Business has also been really good for um, for that type of effort because it is sort of like a mini website on Google um, and people more and more are searching um, on Google for for various businesses. So um, I would say right now we're, we're looking at building our content as well. We want to be a library for people who are looking for information on paint. And I think that's a future aspiration for us to kind of get better and better with that. And obviously that'll support um, our search option optimization um, growth. But in terms of keywords, um, part of the, the challenge with that is that because we are educating because it's, we are the first in Canada, we are looking to educate people on the fact that this is even an option. One of the really great things um, that we saw during the pandemic, and I hate to say great in pandemic at the same in the same sentence, but um, is that the interest for buying paint online in terms of keywords being searched. Um, I think the stat is it, it increased about 10 times um, in, in terms of like interested keywords in buying paint online um, in the month of April. So. Um, we're really focused on on a couple different areas with keywords. One is those people that bought on the phone who are looking to buy paint right now. Um, and then the other area we're, we're working on is, is more of that color selection, interior design inspiration um, and looking at utilizing Pinterest because that's a, a really big place for people to go for de design inspiration. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of different a lot of different things that we're doing um, right now. But um, I think one of the keys when you're building an e-commerce brand is ensuring that you have um, obviously a really great website, mobile friendly. Um, but again, for us, the, the customer reviews were super important as well. We're lucky enough to have um, about 97% of our uh, reviews are four and five star. And I think that just gives those customers that additional layer of um, confidence when they're purchasing from a new brand and in a new way, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think especially for an online business, the reviews are even more crucial because you know people are trusting the, the product or service without without physically seeing it in person or without having to go to the in per, in person. So I guess those positive reviews and as yeah. you mentioned, like ninety seven percent at least give a rating of four star or higher. So that's definitely beneficial for an online brand. Yeah. And so the other thing we really wanted to do um, when we were building our e-commerce brand is we have a happiness guarantee. And that is just to give people, again, that added layer of um, comfort with an, an online D2C brand, which is very common um, that there is some type of guarantee um, with products you purchase this way. I think the other good, good thing that we've done is we, we do have a premium paint product. Um, and I alluded to before where, you know, there's kind of you can vary in price from you know, the 24 to the $90 can of paint. Um, and we wanted to err on the side of a more premium product um, because we do want customers to be happy. We want them to have a great paint experience. If this is your first time painting, um, we want to send them a product that they really can't, um, that they're going to get a, a great result from. Um, and so I think people, um, one of the funny questions, because we, we do have the live chat, so we get, we get a lot of customer um, comments, which is absolutely fantastic, but they want to know, what brand of paint is it? And then you say Digby Paints and they say, OK, well, what does that mean? And um, one of the great things that we've been able to offer is we, we partnered with a, a wonderful manufacturer here in Ontario. And so um, having that Canadian made, Ontario made uh, premium product behind our offering has really helped us as well. Mm -hmm. So this uh, live chat feature that you mentioned, 
Um, I think I think I saw that as well. Um, maybe when I was visiting the website, uh, is this live chat with a uh, with a customer service bot or is it a live chat with an actual customer service rep? And uh, and 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 do you have any metrics as to uh, how much it helps you convert uh, visitors into sales and whatnot? So it's it's both, and most of the time we try to have it be a live customer service um, person talking to the customer, and we find that. And we and Emily, correct me if I'm wrong. We have not actually measured the stats on it. Um, but what we have found is that the majority of people who talk to the 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 bot or the do the chat end up converting into a sale. So whether that's seventy percent or eighty five percent, I don't have that exact number at this point um, because we do actually have the um, the bots as well that are covering. We surprisingly a lot of people shop for paint in the middle of the night, um, <laughs> and so. Uh, so the bots do answer some of the, the questions, not quite as eloquently as the live humans do, because the bots don't view the pictures the way the humans do. So, uh, right. but it's amazing. We have given decorating advice, preparation advice. We have quite a gallery of photos, uh, <laughs> people's projects that they're working on and, and situations or challenges they may have. And so, uh, as I said, we, we have the data. We have not necessarily, uh, you know, summarized it all for you for today, but it certainly is very high. The conversion is definitely very high when we have the, the conversation and the exchange with people. Uh, and I think that is one of the interesting things is that sometimes they just want to be told that their color selection choice is they want to send you a picture of their of their space. They want you to look at it and then have that um design experience to say yes the the light gray you've chosen will look good in that space because i think there are a lot of people out there who like me when we picked i picked my house color based on what someone else painted their house um there are a lot of people like that that just want to be um told that that the color is going to look good in their space um and i think foundationally as a brand that's sort of where digby um comes from is we really want to be that helper we want it to be simple we want you to feel confident and excited about um your project and design choices and, um, yeah, just help people with, with have it be a positive experience. Mm-hmm, that's amazing. So with, um, if you have done any paid search engine ads, uh, what was your experience like? Do you find it to be too expensive or uh, do you think that, um, you would, uh, the target targeting that search engine provides is effective and, um, are those ads good at getting you the leads or, sales that you need i mean i think the thing with um with search engine campaigns is really being very careful and thinking through what the journey your customer is on um we do have a bit of a benefit right now of being the only online paint store in canada and so um not a, a ton of competition now when we're targeting people who are moving or with color selection choices those keywords do get a lot more competitive but I would say we've had really good results so far um, with our return on ad spend on on search um, specifically. And I think it is really about looking at thinking about what the customer is going to be searching for and making sure you appear there and then helping them land on that resource um, that's going to help them make a great decision. And a lot of times for us, that resource is that live chat where we're walking them through um whatever questions or challenges they have, might have been facing. The one thing that we've seen, and I think I, I mentioned it before with the the 10 times increase on search terms in, in April is obviously you can't 
um, advertise to people who aren't searching your keywords. Um, mm-hmm. So ensuring that you do think through that whole process and do your keyword research before you start buying ads is really um, something that I can't recommend enough is is strategically picking the right the right ads and the right words that are going to convert. Because I do think you can spend a lot of money on um, words that aren't going to keywords that aren't necessarily going to be right for your business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's uh, there is a lot of I guess science to it. Uh, do you manage this uh, um, search engine advertising yourself, or do you have like an agency or someone else doing that for you? So we um, work with a really great partner out of Toronto. Um, we've worked with them since we started launching, but I do have some experience um, back to my Howard Johnson days when I was um, converting people to to rent hotel rooms. Um, so I've been working with keywords for, yeah, you know, 15 years. But well, I think yes. having a great partner that can keep up on all of the tra- changes as well is is amazing if you can if you can uh, find the right partner. Yeah. Uh, I, did you did you feel like you didn't need to bid as high because uh, for those keywords or pay as much for those keywords because because you are, happen to be the only supplier and or provider of this kind of service in Canada? Do you think that was an advantage? So I think it is an advantage. I do think though paint um, and design is a really hot um, market, and so they they. Paint terms can get expensive and pricey when we do exact match like buy paint online. Um, those ter- terms are, are a bit more affordable. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think the fact that we aren't build- bidding on the exact same keywords as other people has helped us. But again, it's, it's, it's larger than that as well in terms of, like I said, the, the longer um, or the larger keyword identification as well has helped. Mm-hmm. So one thing you mentioned is this whole uh process of buying paint online and finding paint online is still new in the industry and globally there are a few companies doing it but it still seems relatively new um but do you feel that if if this happens to be uh something that will grow in the future or something that acquires more traction then you might see canadian tire and home depot moving in this direction and providing a similar service through their website, which already receives traffic and they already have a huge brand. Do you feel that kind of competition coming in? We haven't seen it yet. Um, other than we, you know, we've seen some, some sort of one-off type test things that have been happening in North America. Um, we, you know, obviously we've got contacts throughout the industry globally and, and we even here in South America, they're, they're start, just starting to look at some of these things. And so, you know, one of the things that, um, the paint industry, uh, has a lot of, uh, segmentation and, and it's fragmented, you know, like it, it, paint stores are often not corporately owned, they're franchises. Even, you know, you mentioned Canadian Tire, there's a franchise and so, and Home Depot, obviously corporate, but, so each one of them has different strategies. And so a paint store might be more focused on paint, but the, the company who makes the paint for those stores has to, has to manage all of the owner's, um, demands and needs. There are still some things that a paint store services very well, which is like a, a contractor. So a paint contractor who has payment terms and wants to pick up at seven in the morning and things like that. They're not necessarily waiting for, uh, something like what we're doing where we're shipping the paint out to a customer's home. Will that gap 
uh, close over time? Definitely, I would think so. As people change the way they do things, we will definitely see more business um, or go to market for paint similar to what we're doing. We just happen to be ahead of it and disrupting the, the most at first. There's still a lot of things that would need to probably change to do something um, as comprehensive as what we've been able to do in a very short time. And so um, to think that it will never happen would be naive of us. Uh, but to recognize some of the barriers to some of those other companies being able to do what we're doing is significant. Yeah, I guess I guess you'd even if down the line other companies move into the space, the big players move into the space, uh, you still have a first mover or early mover advantage. And by the time they come in, you st- you would have your brand would have become much bigger by then, and you would have more rela- more customers and, and right. relationships with customers. So hopefully, right. hopefully the, the, uh, there will still continue to be a market for you. And and if and especially if you have such amazing uh, reviews, um, right? I think there's also an infrastructure. You know, there's yeah. an existing infrastructure of bricks and mortar, and we have not been tied to that. Uh, so there's a ton of efficiencies that we're able to achieve by being in one central location. And you know, whether it's even just how we manage the chat, we don't have. You know, people in 10 retail locations having to, to wait to see if somebody wants to come in and ask for advice on, on a paint job and, and that sort of thing. So that's, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So there's, there are a lot of, um, back end differences in how Digby is set up as a paint retailer versus a traditional retailer as well. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty amusing. So one thing I want to ask you about is, um, is, um, uh, making this uh, switch to entrepreneurship. So previously, it seems both of you have had uh, good mm-hmm. careers in in the paint industry, uh, working for Canadian Tire. Um, was it an, a big shift to move to um, starting your own in business and having your own venture? Um, I mean, I guess I guess the fact that you have a, an extensive background in the paint industry is is it is an advantage, but but did you feel like a bit of cautiousness or um, risk when you were going out on your own and starting your own business? Uh, well, you definitely do have a little bit of that when you make that type of a change. But the the one thing that I think that uh, both Emily and I have in common is we've had um, an entrepreneurial style of work, even though we've been working in uh, more corporate and, and larger company uh, roles throughout our careers, is that we've both had a lot of entrepreneurial opportunities. So whether it's been, you know, projects that we've done completely on our own and different initiatives and leading different things, I think that both of us having a very entrepreneurial approach to how we work and, and, you know, understanding that when it's just the two of us and we're in this company and it's like, Hey, we got to do this, which might be taking the garbage out. Uh, <laughs> we both just, you know, we both just roll up our sleeves and we'll go get it done. Or it's like, Hey, I don't know how to do that. Well, either do I, well, we'll just figure it out. And so I think that um, much as our backgrounds have not been in uh startup, I think that we have, we both have a really good mindset for it. And so we've, uh, there's been an adjustment, certainly for me, I've had to adjust, but it's, been um, really smooth because we have a good mindset and an openness to what the opportunity is that we've got here. 
Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, you, you made a decision to manufacture locally. Um, can you tell us about the thought process behind that decision? Was it about quality? Was it about having more control over production, being able to visit your production facility, uh, being able to, you know, quickly uh, match supply with demand, um, or was it about being Canadian and supporting the local economy? What, um, what made you uh, source your products locally? So I could probably say yes to almost everything you suggested, but let me just tell you a little bit about how we approached it. Is One is that paint is heavy, and so you don't want to be having to ship it too far. Um, it's very difficult to bring it across the border. So that, that determined that that Canada was a good place to start to look. There's also some really great paint manufacturing in Canada, and there's some some really good chemists, and a lot of great product is made here. So uh, we were very fortunate to have uh, some choices for where we could go to get our paint made, and we were very fortunate because we also had quite a few locals. So um, geography in terms of the distance, whether it was going to be 50 kilometers away or 150 kilometers away was not a, a determining factor. We just had the good fortune of having a lot of choice in our backyard. Uh, and so then really the criteria was that we needed to be not competing and we wanted to have a premium product that would accommodate limited experience of the painter. And so that is a, that's a classic definition of what a do-it-yourself paint will be. That, that's to say a contractor will also really enjoy working with this product. It's just that paints that are made for people who are going to apply it themselves who may not have a lot of experience tend to be more premium. And so we wanted to have all of those quality attributes. So we found a really great manufacturing partner who was able to deliver on all of those and also uh, makes a, a very low VOC paint, a green paint for us. So we also didn't want to be compromising anything in terms of the environmental advancements that, that take place every single year in this industry because it's chemicals. And so we want to reduce the amount of bad or harmful chemicals that are used in any product that, that people are going to be working with without compromising the quality and the durability and longevity of the, the finished product for the customer. And we love to tell everybody that it's local and Canadian made. We also are trying as much as possible to get all of our supplies and materials from Canadian suppliers too. We have our color swatches that we ship out, which are now we have them from Canada. We, I mentioned that we had some from the U.S. during the pandemic, but we have a Canadian supplier who has made all of our custom color swatches for us. And so that was also a really great opportunity to partner with one of the world-leading Canadian companies in that as well. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, did you receive any kind of help from uh, Innovation Factory to help uh, build and grow your business? So they've been um, a really great support to us um, before we had um, our office space uh, and warehouse, which we've moved into, which is lovely. We were crashing on their couch, so to speak, and utilizing um, the space at McMaster Innovation Park to, to meet and get together and meet with different clients. They also um, are just a really great resource for um to bounce business ideas off of because sometimes you get too far into the weeds of your own business and you know both Jill and I can be like that's a really great idea and cheer each other on and then you talk to somebody else and you know they can give you a whole new perspective on it so I think in that in terms of the resources that they have um, supplied us have been absolutely fantastic 
Uh, and then also we are part of Lions Lair this year, the pitch competition, which is really exciting um, for us in terms of launching to the Hamilton market, um, as well as the, the pitch training and the resources that come through that. We've had a few mentors that they've connected us with as well, just in terms of, you know, specific businesses. As Jill said, we don't, um, if we don't know how to do something, we're both more than willing to roll up our sleeves and figure it out. But it's always good to have um, an expert mentor that you can kind of bounce some ideas off of as well. So, um, yeah, we've really, really enjoyed working with Innovation Factory. Mm-hmm. Are, are you are you based in Hamilton? We are, yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Um, what's we, even the, ha- we even have a pr- paint color called the Hammer um, in honor <laughs> of Hamilton. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, what's the prize for uh, Lions Lear competition this year? I don't think they've actually announced the final amount. Um, in previous years, I think it's been over a hundred thousand um, dollars in prizes. Okay. Yeah, so um, quite a good quite a good sum, but I think also for us one of the benefits of being part of it is is getting exposure to that community. We are still a fairly new business, so um, you know most a lot of people paint, and so the more people that know about us, um, the better. And so in terms of like PR and and um, refining our our pitch, um, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Jill and Emily, it has been very nice uh, speaking with you and learning about you and your uh, disruptive uh, online business, Digby Paints. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. It was uh, it was uh, fun. I just want to do one quick pitch for the website. Visit DigbyPaints.com. Yes. yes. So, um, Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this uh, particular episode and you find it to be insightful and engaging. And uh, as uh, uh, it was mentioned, you can uh, visit the website DigbyPaints.com. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.